welcome to Hope in Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn, and I'll be your host. Our biggest prayer for Hope and Struggle is that this will be a resource of not only hope for you, but tools, scriptures, maybe even ways to change your perspective, to get you not only through the day, but to see a bigger picture for what it is you're going through. I can't wait to share with you what I have for you today. Let's get going. part of Hope and Struggle, whether this is your first podcast with us or maybe your eighth or ninth or tenth. I just want to welcome you. Thank you for being here. Also, thank you for sharing this with people. And I want to start with that because the last video I did, which sometimes I test out situations that have been happening in my life or things that God is showing me in Snapchat or, which by the way, Snapchat is the bomb. Please follow me on Snapchat. Let's be friends. Oh my gosh, I love Snapchat so much. It is just a great place right now. But I'll test it just kind of to see if people understand what I'm trying to say or if they're like, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. Or if the story and what I learned from it is valuable, you know, I want to know. And the last thing I spoke about got many, many, many shares. It was people responded, people, you know, forwarded it to friends. I got messages over and over again about how helpful it was. And I've got, I have to bring this to a podcast, which was a thought of mine originally. But if you ever think about, you know, sharing what's going on in your life with people, sometimes you're like, you know what? They may not get this. They may think we are so weird, which by the way, that's totally fine if you think we're weird. But I want it to be valuable. And I want it first of all to give hope. And I want it to show that even in the hardest and weirdest times, Not only is God there, but we can learn something from it. And this last thing that I'm going to share with you today, I was just like blown away at how many shares and posts and how it seemed to reach a lot more people, maybe than one of my normal topics. So let's just dive right in. I cannot wait to share this with you. And I have a legit story that just finished to go right along with this. Years and years ago, I did a Bible study, and it was all about the topic of temporary, what's temporary, what's not temporary, and the things really we should focus on are the things that really don't deserve our time. And from that, I printed off a few words, and the few words simply are, this is temporary. So just three simple words. And I printed it off and I cut it out and it's on a mirror that I look at every day. It's in my closet. There's a mirror there um, right in front of all my drawers where I, you know, change every day. And so I see it. And the reason I wrote those three words down is for a reminder. What I learned in that Bible study was so cool. And and I just love how how God does this. It's, I think sometimes we think when we go to church or, or, or if we read the Bible or we have a Bible study, we read something that we have to have all of this biblical knowledge to understand it. I mean, yeah, sometimes that helps as far as, you know, what was going on in that time and and, and kind of why that was the culture of the day and, you know, things like that. But a lot of the things that we can learn and read, all it requires is for us to have an open heart and for us to just go, okay, God, I don't understand all that's going on in this story, but share, you know, show me what I need to learn from this. Show me what I can kind of glean from this to help me. And just like within our business, we have our, our friends and our coaches read personal development. We tell them all the time, this isn't about you reading this book and going, check, I read off the book, you know, it's done. 
the point of personal development is for us to get what we need to get for that day to help us move to the next step. So every time I read something, whether it's a Bible study or scripture, my first initial prayer is this, and I encourage you to do this too, because it really takes the pressure off and it takes it off that I have to know all this stuff. And I have to remember who Paul was and what he, you know, who he was before he became a Christian, you know, that kind of thing. It, It allows you just to say, okay, God, please show me what you have for me today. Please show me. I'm here. I'm seeking you. Show me what you have for me today. And I encourage you to do that now for this podcast, but I did that for this Bible study. And while it was about a ton of stuff, like I said, temporary stuff and eternal stuff and the things that deserve our time and attention, the things that don't, the three words that just were so impactful to me were this is temporary because this is what that meant to me. This is temporary means that the bad times will be short because guess what? They're temporary and we're going to get over them. We're going to get through them. And with God, he's going to show us what we need to learn as we're going through that hard time. So pause. Before I go into the second part, I want you just to think, what are some things that you've been through? And by the way, the hard things that you've been through are the hard things you've been through. Because a lot of times people say, well, I've never you know, lost a loved one, or I've never been through a divorce, or I've never lost my, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it will feel as much to you as someone else's tragedy if it's in your life, if that makes sense, the thing that is hard for you, it, it's still relative. No, it may not be as tragic as someone else's life or, or as crazy as some of the other things that you may be dealing with or other people. But if it's a hard time for you, it's a hard time for you. And I want you to remember that. And the reason I started with that is this. I don't want you to ever compare yourself to someone else's story because God is going to work with you through the things he's putting you through. So just think about a few hard times, think about some things and just think, what did I learn from that? You know, what did I see? Maybe it was a what not to do, (laughs) which hello, let's talk about those someday. What not to do? Or, oh my gosh, because of that, I learned this, or I saw that there was hope, or I saw that there was, you know, something different. And the reason I bring that up is because in all of the hard times, I think many times we are just so mad and we just want to get it over with and forget about it. And just like reading personal development and reading that study saying, God, what do you have for me today? We've got to say, okay, God, this is a really bad time. I don't deserve this. And even if you do deserve it, we're just still like, oh, why am I going through this difficult time? Or this is so hard right now. Or how do I get past this? Or I just want, you know, to get out of this. We have to take a different approach because if it is temporary and it is, we need to ask God, what can you show me through this? What can I see through this? You know, reveal to me what I'm supposed to learn because not only isn't it important to get through struggles. It, it's more important to struggle well. Just this morning, taking my boys to school, what we read in, we have a Jesus calling that we read to go to school. When I take them to school, it was about this exact topic, getting through a hard time. And it's not just like, okay, I got through it and I'm alive. It's, did I struggle well? And struggling well is just resting in his hope, knowing that he will never leave you or forsake you and not freaking out stomping around, throwing fits, getting mad at people, being irritable, all giving everyone else, you know, all of the backlash of whatever is going on with you. Struggling well is about peace. It's about knowing who you are and whose you are. And by the way, that's one of my most favorite topics, one of my most favorite sentences. I know who I am and whose I am. And what's funny about knowing who you are and whose you are, it decreases the severity of so many life situations. 
Now, in addition to this bad time or this troublesome time being temporary, it also goes for the good times. This is temporary. And the upside of that is this. If this awesome, fun, great time or this good time in the season in our life is just amazing, instead of taking it for granted and trying to add more, if it is temporary, then we can use that thought to think, I need to be present. I need to be in this moment. I need to put my phone away. I need to stop watching this dumb show and I need to get on the floor with my son and put this puzzle together. Or I need to play trains with him in the floor. Or I need to go play Barbies with my daughter. Or I need to just sit with my husband. Um, That's very hard for people like me. I don't know if you're like me at all, but sitting and being still is so tough. But that is almost all the more reason why we should do it. So this is temporary. The bad times are temporary, but so are the good times. And it can make the good times so much more rich and yummy and valuable and memorable if we can sit down and sit in it. And that's very hard for us in this day and time because we're busy. And by the way, we have constant um, just noise and sights and just stimulus around us all the time. But the good news about that, you can turn your phone off. You can put it on mute. We can turn the TV off. We don't have to be on the computer. We can turn all the noise off in our house. Yes, we can. And, and, and even if you have to be by yourself for five minutes, I love a quiet house. I'm turning to my father. My dad like loved it quiet. Like we'd be in the car and my dad would drive with no music on. What? Who does that? Who rides in the car with no music? I remember it would make me like so antsy. We'd get in the car and like we would drive. Number one, I knew I was about to get a lecture of some sort, which by the way, if my dad ever asked you to go for a car ride, you were in trouble. You had done something wrong. Um, but at the same time, not just silence. I'm, I'm so nervous because there's silence. It's actually beautiful. <laughs> I don't know if that means I'm older now, but it is so good because not only can we hear what we're thinking, we quit putting more and more on top of what's going on in our lives and it allows us to kind of take off the layers and start to get down to what really matters, whether that's prayer time, writing it down, or just sitting in a quiet house and being present. There is beauty in every part of our day, in every part of our life, if we'll just sit and think this is temporary. This bad time is temporary. God, show me what you want me to learn through this. Or this great time is temporary. Let me embrace it and just like, you know, just take every part of it and just live it right now and be in the moment. So let me tell you a little story. And I've got two scriptures for you before the end, and I'm going to pray at the very end. So please hold on. Here's my little story. So Lee is my husband. Lee has cancer. I met him at a funeral we have to tell you that story sometime. It's fantastic. Like we could write a book. It was so crazy, all the stuff that was going on. But I meet him at a funeral. And I I mean, really within a few hours, I was like, "Uh, that's my cup of tea. Like I, where can I get one like that? Excuse me, sign me up. And he felt the same way because we talked about it. And within a few hours, we were feeling that. And really within the next, I mean, very short amount of time. And when I mean short amount of time, I mean like within the next probably 12 hours, he told me he had cancer. And I remember thinking, like, no big deal. I don't, I, I don't know. God, what God had prepared my heart. I don't know. I liked him way too much to care. I don't know, which is really crazy because I just met him. But he, at this point in his cancer regime, he takes four chemo pills a day. Okay, he is supposed to be on those for the rest of his life, or until we find another form of treatment, or until God heals him. But as of right now, he needs these every day. So. We own our own business, we work for ourselves, and we have insurance. And if you know anything about that, insurance is always crazy. Don't get me wrong. But 
there is no question that he needs these pills. Doctors are on board, insurers on board, the pharmaceutical company that we've called multiple times that is our connection are on board. Everybody's cool. Well, we right around, I don't know, a week or two ago, got an information that he wasn't going to be getting his pills anymore. And we were like, what? So we researched as much as we could do, went all the way up till about a week ago where he had two more days worth of pills and nothing was resolved. We called everyone we knew we could call. We had it escalated. We said, this is an urgent matter. I mean, matter, excuse me. And everybody was on board, but nothing was connecting. Like so unbelievably frustrating. And then the third day came and he had no pills. And just put yourself in my shoes for a minute. His life really at this point depends on these pills. The cancer will grow. It will get into his organs. He has a his lymphoma, so he has chronic lymphocytic leukemia. So it's, you know, in the blood, but it will slowly, I mean, it will mutate and it will mutate at a faster rate with no pills at this juncture. So whether you're listening to this, you know, right after I'm recording it or later, that's where we are as far as that's concerned. And I don't like being scared because I've pretty much got everything out of my life that scares me. But I have to be honest, I was, I was scared because it was out of my control. It was out of Lee's control. It, the only thing left was to give it to God. So day three came. That was his first day without pills. And then the next day came. That was his second day. Then the third day came. And this is all while we're making calls, contacting everyone we know to contact. I mean, internally freaking out. Externally, trying to be as cool as we could be. Not only I don't want to put more stress on Lee, but I don't want my kids to see us stressing out. I want them to know that we can rely on God for everything, even in this scary time. And so we were praying and we let them know he didn't have his you know, pills. Let's just pray for him. And the kids were like, okay, what do we do? And I'm like, we're just going to pray because we've done everything possible. Everyone knows what to do. It's just not connecting. So about five days in of no pills, it was starting to like well up inside of me. And it's not that I'm putting all of our hope in this medication, but the key to his kind of cancer is to just keep it at bay as long as we can until we find the next thing, until we find the next thing that's better, until we find the next thing that attacks, you know, the cancer cells more without hurting his body, until we find the next thing. It's just the name of the game. But we rely on this, these meds. And day, you know, five-ish, six-ish, I mean, six-ish, I was stressing out a little bit. Now, my version of stressing may be totally different than yours, but I don't stress, as in get loud and go crazy and cry and freak out. Um, I keep it super in, and you may or not, may not believe that, but I do, and it starts to internalize, and I start to feel sick. And I started, my head was hurting, and I was just worried. I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I was so frustrated. I don't know how to express this to you anymore, but I hope that you can understand without me getting loud and freak. I just was like, Oh my God, you know, Lord, really what, what do you want to show to us? I mean, Lord, this is, this is legit. This isn't, this isn't loss of money. You know, this isn't loss of a thing that you could replace later. We cannot replace Lee. There is no other Lee and our family will not function right without him. I mean, like you can feel the stress hopefully right now because it's coming back up. And I was like, why, why? And it's, and then I was reminded, don't ask why, just seek God. Don't ask why, just seek what, what do you want me to know through this? So one of the scriptures that he brought to my heart was first Peter five ten, 
after you have suffered for a little while, the God of grace will strengthen and establish you. And and, and while I don't think that's fair, don't get me wrong, I'm just like, you know what? This is just going to be a little while. And I was reminded, this is temporary. Oh, okay. Okay. That gives me a little bit of hope. And then God reminded me of one of my most favorite scriptures, a scripture that I memorized years ago. And I don't know why I I memorized it, but I did. It's 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Listen to this. Do not lose heart. That is the very first part of it. Do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and our momentary troubles are winning for us a glory that far outweighs them all. So seek or feast your eyes on what is unseen, not on what is seen. For what is seen is temporary and for what is unseen is eternal. Boom. Like how, how, how did God know? I mean, I know that he knows. But for me, that scripture that I memorized years ago, God was like, Mindy, do not lose heart. For what is seen is temporary. And for what is unseen is eternal. Oh, for the love. Lord, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm just, I, I'm amazed at my worldliness sometimes. Just freaking out. And by the way, I was holding on him to the whole time, the whole time, but obviously I wasn't giving it all to him as I was internalizing. I was starting to feel sick. I couldn't sleep. I was irritable and I wanted really bad foods, you know? And I just want to share all of that with you because think about what you're going, what's going on in your life right now. It could be awesome. It could be awesome. That's, it's temporary. Love it. Get every single second out of it. But if you're going through a hard time, a time you don't understand, a time that just makes no sense, or even if it's been longer than a little bit of time, his scripture and his word promises us it's temporary. And I want to encourage you, write that out somewhere. Put it on the home screen of your phone. Put it in the notes section of your phone. Do what I did and either write it out or print it off and put it somewhere you see it every day. This is temporary. It is such a perspective changer Is that even a term? I don't know. But it will get your head right. It will help you go, you know what? This is just now. And one of the best ways that you can start to grow in this concept of this is temporary is to prayer journal. And if you're like, what's prayer journaling? Like a Bible? I mean, like a, like a, like use your Bible and then you like, you have a diary. No, I call it prayer writing, but it simply is writing down your prayers, your praises, along with anything that you're worried about and freaking out about. And what's so interesting, I actually talked to one of my friends and coaches, Catherine, and she goes, I am so glad that I started prayer writing because I look back, like even what I was worried about and going through a month ago, and it's like, why was I even worried? And and to see what has happened and transpired, you know, just from a month ago, I'm amazed. And it helps me not only to see that God answers prayers, but it helps me to get everything out when I pray where I don't fall asleep. And by the way, we've all done that. Or, or, or my mind doesn't start, you know, like just losing it. Next thing you know, if I'm pray, like, I pray in my closet, if I'm in my closet praying and I don't pray right, I start going, I need to give those shoes away. <gasps> Do those even fit? I forgot about those. Oh, I need to give them. And you, you're totally gone. If you're somewhere else, you start to do your grocery list. You start thinking of all the things you need to do. But prayer writing helps you write it down. So consider doing that. But consider, most of all, putting those three words somewhere that you can see them every day so that you can not only have that hope, but your head can get right in just reading three words. Let me pray with you right now, and we're going to be out of here. Whew. Dear Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for hope and struggle. 
Thank you for my friends. Thank you for anyone listening, Lord God. Even if this helps one person, please let it be so. God, please let them hear and see what it is you want them to hear and see. Lord, I just want to share the truths that you have lived out in my life and you've shown me my life for your glory and everyone else's good. Lord, I want, please, Lord, for this to give people hope, for it to be a place that they can come and just listen, hopefully laugh, but just breathe in some of the truths and how we can apply those to right now today, that the Bible isn't just for back in the old days and it, that, is, that it is alive and your word is true and that it is, it's alive and that you were the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. And that means your word can still go today. Your word can still work today. Lord, I just pray that you would share your truths with my friends, my sisters and my brothers. I just pray that you would reach them at the point of their need and that you would also reach them where they are, Lord God, and just let them see you. Let them know that you're real, but let them know that everything can come to you in prayer and that you want to be a part of everything. You don't want us to be religious, Lord God. You just want us. It's not about religion, Lord God. It's about a relationship. And I pray that they would be more concerned with what you think than what other people think. Lord, I pray that they would not be people pleasers, that they would not be concerned about their critics. They would be more concerned about their creator, which is you, Jesus. And I just thank you so much, Lord God, for the truth that this is temporary, that it keeps our minds in in the truth of this life. I lift all this up in your name, and I thank you so much. In your name I pray. Amen. Woo! Thank you guys for being here. More to come. And please rate us. I'd love to hear from you on iTunes. Come to Hope and Struggle on Facebook or Instagram. I would love to talk with you more there. And plus, I want to hear, what do you want to hear about? What could we talk about? It can even be funny stuff. We could talk about fashion for the love of Pete, eyelashes. And I would love to know, did you love Jessica Vaughn? She was my first ever guest. And I have a lineup of other people, but I want to know, is there someone you want to hear from? Let me know. And we'll be talking soon. Thank you for being here.